In Conwith Podcasts are produced as Art Work. These podcasts are a collaboration between Incon With and the 1968 Film Group for Depth for Decks 2019. Welcome to Incon With Podcasts. My name is Neil Ferguson and today I'm in conversation with Chris Smith. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, well, my name's Chris Smith, obviously, as you just introduced me. Um, <laughs> I was research fellow at Chelsea. Um, I was head of research in Sir John Cass at one time. Uh, but the main part, I would say, gives me some place with this is my work in terms of organising symposia with art and language and being the editor in chief of um, the Journal of Visual Arts Practice. I'm not sure. And just generally, a many a long year. Yeah. talking not too much perhaps about that well my experience is working with you as, as a colleague and emmy by project at, the, at uh, john cass or it was london guildhall university before that but one of the structures that we 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 import where we we set up as people was to consider how they actually wrote about their art how they actually described their, their processes of working and i think a logical kind of uh, step from that is indeed there was a lot of talking about art mm. and so I'm sort of opening with the first question really is it, what is it to talk about art you know what what do we think we're doing well, when we're talking about I art? think one of the first things I want to do is draw a distinction the first place to start I suppose is that when we start talk, we're talking in regard to speech in regard to um, about art, I suppose we're immediately moved to what she's all about, conversation. Okay, so that actually says that it's not in itself sort of one's individual point. It comes out of some issues of dialogue, of the actual misunderstandings, the misquotings, the general sense of trying to make sense of what's actually going on and so you don't look at a conversation and speech as it were as separate this is that person speaking and that other person speaking rather like a script you know there is a difference it seems to me of what's going on and that striving to get some maybe impossible understandings going on it's part of what it is to talk about art. Do do we shift from your like, your term of being like a in, inclusive with someone in order to try and achieve an element of agreement, or are we trying to show something that they may not know or not? Agreements different from from understanding. Yeah. Agreements about a, a different sort of condition, um, and I think that when we sort of Dealing with speech as opposed to writing, and there is a difference. Yeah. And one of the ways in which, of course, you can say there's a difference is the fact that that dialogue, trialogue, or whatever else is different, it seems to me, than when someone's writing. Even though you'd find that someone like Charles Harrison 
talked about in terms of art and language and talks in terms of the essayist quality of writing. What he means by, and what I think, if I'm not confused about it, what he's talking about is a sense in which an essay actually is an attempt to have a dialogue with others. And it's not therefore, and an essay in itself is putting forward a position, not necessarily an argument yeah. in, in one sense. What it's actually trying to do is engage. So, of course, remembering the art and language, we're talking that essayist thing in regard to both the, the relationship of word and image that they would have both an essayist, in their practice, an essayist sort of quality. So, in jumping in this under in this understanding, has it like there's a has there ever been a common understanding of an art to be shared? Well, um, if we looked at people, you know, which we could look at about there was a guy who wrote a book called The Necessity of Art Speak, yeah. um, named Harris. And uh, in that, what he's, he's claiming was that, way back, that there's never been a point where there's not been talk and the importance of talk in regard to art. Because at one level, you, either, you can either have a sort of model which is, as, as it were, spectacular, that is to say, experiential, at a sort of level which does not somehow attain to the conceptual, and I'm not quite sure what that might mean, but it's almost like, yes, that's it, it's red, it's red. You know, actually, remembering there was the, that sort of vacation happened with some aspects of abstract art in the 50s. Yeah. You know, that was it, the surface. Yes. Is all. Yes. That's it. Well, actual fact, there's always been, when one talks about arts, I think there's some sense that art requires you to go beyond that position, that point where you're just actually taking it as the surface. You know, and I think Harrison touches on this, by the way. And it so is that, and and so you've got this whole thing that, um, the whole framing of the way you know, art doesn't exist you know, of the objects of the world. What then starts stuff to be, to be about art? Paradoxically, it's, and this is not making one illustrative of the speech. It's that the speech actually has profound effect on how we separate the world how we talk about it, the ideological conditions for um visual practice becomes difficult to how shall i put this going beyond the surface is what makes something art i, I would contend so and that leads you into i suppose dealing with concepts and conceptual about it okay so in other words we place it's placed within a whole range of social activities and speech and language are necessary within a social activity 
and art is and placed with, as a, one of a range of social activities. So do words and this form of discussion set up there's something like a, a kind of a index of possibilities? Well, there's two, when you use the word index, yes, that's possible, but there is also another issue about the term index, and that is, of course, there's what is the relationship between speech, talking about art, and what is said, the blather uh -huh. that we engage in, as it were, and, and the actual thing that we're dealing with, apprehending and, and dealing with. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, even at the level of descriptions, that's hard. So describe, even if you said, well, describe, you know, just an activity, just describe that which is in front of you. Well, we know that most people find it very difficult. Yeah. And, and what do they mean when they're being asked to do that? Are they being asked to describe surface features, as it were, or other contingent social and other features in regard to the object they see? So, so there's language for, in a way, for specific purposes. Yeah. In terms of languages for specific purposes, as you ask about it, then you, you end up within this whole issue about language so-called in general which in fact is actually a lot of little bit games of special purposes and then we've got um, the use of it in specific purposes and then you actually start looking at the issues of um, the way particular not just lexicons that is vocabularies related to activities but ways of speaking so you you without going very technical about it um you're not just you say you're you're looking at the community as well as the lexical grammatical properties of text so within particular communities and in particular ways things are said and understood because they just become the common, common parlance. So that's true in technical languages, scientific languages, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes people see this, and they're necessary. If you're doing, if things are being done at particular speed and in particular ways, they, a particular term is understood within the context of that. So, um, the issue of what someone, the way someone might use a term. Yes. Can be just, can shift between the commonplace use of it and a specific use of it. So are there, are there, are there, are there rules for making sense out of, of this? You know, is, is there a, is there a, are there kind of, constructs that we say well, if I say these things you know like going beyond the, the very very basic you know which at times has got in recently years it's got very very basic you know of how how of someone's got to say something which sets off a trigger of, of potentials that like of moving discussion on and technically understanding on yeah so in a in the specific context let's say of a research lab 
yeah. things will be things are said and things are understood and done yeah but equally if we are talking about the game of the dialogue of um let us say the so-called art crit in you know that which every student in an art school more or less is subjected to there's sort of rules and obligations which are, are played out in that space about how the art and the artwork is going to be talked about it could also be that the sorts of games of particular positions um like for instance that paradox of people having crits and then uh, at the same time having a problematic about so-called theory practice talks so um it's an interesting point when and we've talked about this before when you get a lot of painters together they can end up really not talking about a whole set of material activities yeah. and conditions about the activity of painting however that, that tends to be of people of a like mind in terms of what they understand by the model that term painting I can certainly say uh, it's true of photographers. They uh -huh. Get down to talking about lenses more than they should do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but, but when we when you kind of move through generalisation of things, and then you start looking into specificity of it, then then there's this often this discussion about the languages adopted. Are you and like, arguably there's been a, a real adoption of sort of philosophical speech. Yeah. In the in the in the you know in the last possibly. 35, 40 mm. years. Like, you know, like, you know, how, like, what, what does, what, what does that add? Or what does it uh, take away? What does it hmm. take away from, you know, like, talking about art? You know, like, well, you know, there was, there was an interesting article written, which by two people called Rule and Le, Levine. And in a sense, that what that was about was about in, as a sort of issue to international art English. They did this analysis, and there was a very specific sort of way um, in which it's, it emerged that you would find art conversations happening. They did this by actually, and, and let's get it clear, this was from writing. Okay, so you've got this whole thing where um, international art English, um, one of the, the things they they were fairly heavy about the the way in which certain things happened, and there may be no problem about it in a sense. They saw it as merging from October, the the journal. And one of the, the, the big criticisms of it was that they thought that you, know, you ended up with a, uh, a sort of speech which, um, to quote them, sounded like um, badly translated French. Um, and in one sense you might say, well, um, did we have a, a, a sort of problem that... that language 
and the form of language, the theory taught and everything else in, in the art school. At one level, you, know, you could actually say, well, some of the ways that we talk about art is informed by a whole set of conditions of the way in which it's taught and what gets taught and what would happened um, was that there was a lot of introduction of French texts, Barth and all, into um, you know uh, um, Deleuze, Guitar, all yeah. the, a whole pile of stuff introduced into the art theory curriculums. And yeah, and some most of those, of course, would be read in. I suspect um, I couldn't make a comment on this um, on the translation yeah. from the French into English of these texts. However, um, the sort of the things which were said about it was that you know um, it said you know, that art, international art English made use of distinctive lexicon. Radicality space. It also said um, a rather high frequency adverbal phrases, double adverbal terms like um, playfully and subversively invert. You know, I'm quoting directly here yeah. from what they wrote. Um, so uh, the, they, they, you know, so you you end up with um, particular lexicons where you know the, the artists are always critically engaged with um testing out you know various um issues and confusions and the rest of it so you know they use a lot of uh, spatial spatial terms they use um invents new nouns um, visual becomes visuality, global becomes globality, potential becomes potentiality, experience becomes experientiality, etc. So that was in a sense, um, you could look at it this way, that it was actually, I suppose, um, trying at one level, as, as you would find, I mean, I find fascinating gardening programmes. Yeah. Because there is a British, you know, there is a name, which seems to be, but it's always rather good to use the Latin, you know, Latinized names. Yeah. And it is one of the tricks that you have to learn these. And it's because of the way that whole, the, the genesis and all the rest of it, of, yeah. of, of plant grouping and the categorization was established, mm. okay? But we keep with that. And I, and I, I just wonder... Well, there's an inverse relationship to the number of adverbal, adjectival clauses to, um, I mean, Harris in 2003 basically said it's because the artwork had got so emptied out and the term had got so emptied out. You know, this is, we're talking about that sort of space where, um, where people were saying things like, everything's art. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost like... So a, then, then to establish it as art required a very complex there was, there was overweaving. A, yeah. and I, I was doing something uh, a couple of years ago and I started to realise that I was putting lists of oxymorons together mm. and they actually seemed quite suitable mm. for the, you know, the the lack of clarity made them really apart, it made them appear more useful to making a piece of artwork out of than actually trying to be quite clear about the directives. Well, there's be always given. been this issue, isn't there? When you're talking about the speech, talking about art, 
And in one sense, for the conversation, the artwork to be, as it were, a conversation piece, right? Yes. That the good, good, you know, uh, the, you know, I once drew the distinction said we don't want our artworks to be like motorway signs. However, our motorway signs were like artworks, you'd have a lot of bloody accidents on the motorways yeah. because everyone would be going, well, what does that mean? You know, yeah. how do I make sense of that? Yeah. And there's a certain level, as it were, of um, artworks, if they're not through their material presence obscure and have a degree of obscurity and difficulty, you know, then, as it were, then we better make, as it were, the language which goes with it, which becomes the artwork with, and not putting language over, you know, the, 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 the sort of text or whatever's with it, you know, the bit written by the side of it or all the longitudinal stuff as thing. But they become, and you could say that's intriguing in our language's work, mm. that the text and work are not, you know, you can't necessarily, they did a text alongside one of their images of painting Neil by, by mouth. Yeah. yeah. Not Neil by mouth. That's a different yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. You know, that says we all get older. You know, we oh, get that little one. Yeah. Um, but that, that sort of thing. But they would never have thought that it was one was explaining the other. Or that, and it's a bit like, you know, uh, what's the relationship between, going back to that sort of issue of indexicality, yeah. What is the relationship between a text in relationship to a, you know, which is established by the artist and the work? You know, that that is to say, and that would goes back to that essayist type quality that art language used to go on about. Yeah, like what 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 I don't, can't think we can't move away too far from is is this relationship between the the word, the text, the discussion, and the and the industry of, of, of the making them something do something yeah or something you know and it's like you know like like and it's the way we've spoken for like who speaks for the artist the way but how you know how does the industry speak for the artist is it the industry that demands well you've got a whole nexus of of you know, like to to maintain the maintenance of an art object as being significant or its removal from significance. There's a whole curatorial management, financial management game, isn't it? You, yep. you, so that sort of set of conversations which happens between curators, theorists, artists and the rest of it, it's, it's no longer, I mean, um, it is no longer something you can easily separate in in particular parts of an art world, yeah, it's like that that, that term I, I I've got a note here like the, the suitably presented for a particular purpose. Mm. You know, again, like like we're working out what the purpose is. You know, like we've got the gallery statement, we've got the theory theory yeah. papers. You know, and it's it's always interesting. Like what 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 drive what's driving what? Well, in a way, you know, you could say that um, a lot of Conversations in regard to art are about, could be the artist just, as it were, positioning and rationalising 
their work against others or whatever else. Yeah. It could be that you're looking at the artwork here as the main form that the, the artists express themselves. However, you know, gallery statements, who writes them? Does it, you know, I mean, you, you get courses at, um, at universities now where students are, are really meant to think out, you know, what their gallery statement's going to be, how they do all this sort of thing, you know, and just sort of go, well, okay, what is this in terms of a marketing ploy and the rest of it? And again, then the speech, written or otherwise, tends to have to conform to this games of international yeah. art English. I have memories of when you, you, spilled, you could put text into, would be like postmodernist interpretation or there'd be a programme yeah. right? and it would come out in postmodernist speech or you know, mm. Deleuzean speech. Yeah. You know? And it was, it was quite ridiculous. You know? and, and then, and after like a while, it starts, be, it starts becoming almost the accepted norm. You know? mm. you know, that, that's how people started to well, write. But, you put some ideas into an artist's head and what comes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a term I've got here as well that I was thinking about in terms of the, the speech and talking about it is, is, this, is this, this disagreement, you know, well, like, you know like, like challenges to positions. You know, like, well, one of the things, of course, about talking about art has to be, of course, the fact of um, talking, writing, and, and you know, we're, we're aligning a bit, but as long as we keep to this sort of, that it might be essayist or whatever else, mm. I'm fine. Is, of course, that if you look at the sorts of artist writings which are proposed and put forward in terms of certainly modernism and avant-gardeism, a lot of it was manifestos and things like that, which... Mm you know, tended to be um, an attempt to make a very unique case, and usually unique, I mean, I'm using that word, uh-huh. for the particular way this art form was. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it was say this by any means, but, you know, hitherto all previous art is redundant, etc., etc., yeah, et yeah. sort of game. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so you can sort of say that there's that sort of issue of... The critique, the criticality, moving on in that sense. But a lot of talking about art, though, is, of course, pushes it into asking questions, questions about its its authenticity, its integrity, its social position, its, its the way it manoeuvres itself. For instance, whether... Um, you could turn round and say that all those critiques of abstract expressionism and art for offices and thing, you know, all that sort of business, and the way you know, going back to an earlier point, you you could sort of see the whole running of the art world by corporate business. Yes. You know, in 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 a sense of you know the sponsorships from the BPs, you know, the big. Pharma companies and all the rest of it. I mean, I can't remember the particular term they use, but it's it's almost like art. I think it's called art washed. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Yeah. So so you basically using your sponsorship things now. That is a sort of way in which 
some of our dialogues are framed. So some of them has got to be somewhere along the line. You then have, have, have a world of art which steps outside of that stuff mm. in terms of the critical. Yeah. Yeah. Got, I, I, know it's a, I know it's something that you, as we're sitting talking about this stuff and about the text, the, whole, the, the, the issue of, of the silence and when we're confronted by the, the unspeakable, speakably well, good the, or the, bad. There's a quote here from an article around Harris's book on the necessity of art speech. And it's an interesting model there. Art has had its necessary art speech throughout history. The history of culture. The more necessary the art form, the less is need, needed an art speak. And vice versa, the less useful and intelligible the art form, the more it needed art speak to validate it as art. I mean, this is Harris's yes. point. Yes. Um, this is how the game of words become, became a game of double bluff. Even so, it would consider the context and function of such obscure art speak as it came out to be during the last decades of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st. That is to sell art of uncertain or no value at all, then it all begins to make some sense. Uh, the devil's question remains, however, is it art? Harris's quote, I'm not going to go further, but yeah, there's a certain point where we may be silent in front of work because it works. Yeah. But, you know, that it, you know, in that terrible sort of cliche, it speaks for itself at least within our known sense and context. But there's so much you look at which you can't find the signs in it. You know, if we would sort of, yeah. I'm not going to yes. linguistic theory, but you know, there's not enough signs for you to grab hold of, or it's so open that it really doesn't operate. So, yes, we can be left with silence, but... But also within that silence, there is, of course, the sense which you can feel like with, sometimes with any conversation of the necessity to fill the space yeah. and it gets filled with blather. OK. Right. Thank you very much, Chris. <laughs>